Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. No amount of regret changes the past. No amount of anxiety changes the future. Any amount of gratitude changes the present. Anne Voskamp. And I may not be pronouncing her name correctly, I'm not sure. The title of this piece is Fog of Disbelief. People I love are in the final stages of their life. People I loved when I was young pass away so unexpectedly I cannot fathom the truth of it. People I loved once but no longer do drop dead without warning. All of these events are leaving me stunned and almost without words. At the new year, we're meant to focus on the future by planning to be and do better. These people no longer have that luxury nor even the luxury of being at all in some cases. And I'm trying to make sense of what all these events mean to me, but I cannot find my way through the fog of disbelief that swirls inside my head. I read the obituaries every day, a Southern tradition that started as a way to know what was happening in the community and when plans needed to be changed to accommodate unforeseen events. Looking back on this almost macabre obsession, I see that it somehow gave me a sense of being in control when, in fact, the exact opposite is happening. This sense of being in control is something I think we all long for. And when I was younger, I thought I could create that for myself. However, life has taught me otherwise, so my fallback to cope with this shift is another venerable Southern tradition. I won't think about that today, especially if it's unpleasant. I know this is an unrealistic approach, but you have to admit it does provide at least a brief relief in many cases. Sudden shifts like these events in the landscape of my life, as I have constructed it in my mind, are so jolting as to throw me off kilter. I become momentarily dazed, unable to make sense of my life, anybody's life really, my own or anyone else. I feel my own mortality encroaching, an undeniable reality, and one I have no idea how to face. David White, a poet I often extol, is giving talks now on what is possible when we allow ourselves to step out of what we're familiar with and walk toward a place we know inside ourselves is where we really want to be. Sometimes this might involve a cleaning out of what no longer serves us both literally and figuratively. Sometimes this means sitting quietly until we know what is next, and also that there is no security even in knowing that. And sometimes what is required is letting ourselves be exactly who we are. I'm not sure I know exactly what that means, being who I am, but I do know that there's a place inside me that does know this. That place remains with me through all my decisions, good and bad. That place holds the space for me to step into the circle that calls specifically to me, the circle that will fully embrace me when I embrace myself. 
I can't say how long I've longed to be myself. I have memories from childhood of knowing that the space for this was just right there, but I couldn't figure out how to get to it. It was just easier to go along with what was asked of me, even if I knew that wasn't the right way for me. For years, I nurtured this desire to know who I really was, not because I thought I was special, but because I felt that knowing this was the whole point of being here. I traveled a lot, and in those travels found a spirituality that spoke to me in places of worship. Even as I knew organized worship as it had been presented to me was not my way to understanding. I explored less developed cultures, slowly realizing their simpler lifestyles gave them a serenity Westerners were willing to pay good money to find. And finally, I reached a place of looking within for whatever was there, thinking that I didn't have that much time left to really see who I am. So perhaps the shock of people leaving us suddenly is their parting gift if it slows us down, makes us stand still, and appreciate where we are, who we are, and what we have. In my view, it's kind of hard to get to all those places at one time, but I've had that experience a time or two. That brief insight, fleeting though it was, is enfolded into the circle that holds space for me, expanding it so that I might reach it a little more easily when I create the time to do so. I can allow myself time to reach out for this space by not leaving my house and getting all my laundry and dishes done, but boy, do I get easily distracted. Right now there's football, such a staple of my upbringing, I can hardly stand not to watch a game, even if I don't care about either team. A beautiful day can also pull me away from contemplation with its sunny disposition and blue skies that tempt me to leave my couch. Something always seems available to distract me. Even as I sit on my couch engrossed in football, I might also start thinking about a poem that moved me or the beauty of a sleeping cat. Sometimes I imagine giving myself a week of contemplation, not seeing anybody, disciplining myself to breathe deeply, go nowhere, do nothing to disturb this opportunity to go deeper into my search for who I am. But before I know it, I'm worried by the thought that no one will understand this retreat. People will think I'm even stranger than they already do, and I will join the ranks of crazy old people. It's too late to avoid the old part, but there's still a chance, if I choose to take it, to dive deep, keep my eyes open, and avail myself of all my years of exploration all my years of longing to know myself, and all that may reside within that both entices and scares the hell out of me. There, I said it. I'm scared to know who I really am. What if I don't like myself? Well, too bad, lady. What if I find myself lacking in more ways than one? Better step on it, missy. No time to step away. And then there's also, what if... When I finally see who I am, I am so overwhelmed with the beauty of it, I almost cannot breathe. That could happen. That could be the gift I get just before I leave. That could also be my gift to the world, to provide the jolt another person needs to take that same chance on themselves. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.